0: Week two of the NFL, and I gotta tell you, I looked at the schedule and I didn't expect too much excitement because it was a lot of weirdo games, but I gotta say, I was pleasantly surprised that um, there was, in fact, a lot of lit games out there. So we're going to get into the scores, talk about a couple of uh, players individually. But before I get into all that, I want to give a quick shout out to the home team, WNBA, the league. Nobody cares about the Las Vegas Aces. They actually won their first WNBA championship today. It's the first major uh, sports championship for the city of Las Vegas. So I want to give a shout out to them young ladies them women that did their thing. And I know a lot of people don't care about the WNBA, but, you know, that's a, a good, good look for the city. It's a good look for the team. And I will be attending the parade. Now, moving past the WNBA, we're going to get right into it. Um, some of the earlier games, and I'm going to start with a game that kind of breaks my heart to talk about, which was my Ravens, Ravens flock, B-Mob, Ball So hard, University playing at home against the Miami Dolphins. Um, I spoke on the last sports-related show and a couple other ones about my feelings on the Dolphins, and I said that I think that, you know, they got a good shot this year making a lot of noise because of some of the pickups they made, the way they've been structuring their offense, and just the fact that, you know, I feel like they're in a good position to do some things uh, great this year. Well, the game got off to a great start for the Ravens, putting up 28 first-half points to the Dolphins' seven and you had Lamar Jackson going crazy. Lamar Jackson actually broke some NFL records in this game. He became the first player that had 300 yards passing, three passing touchdowns, 100 yards rushing, and a rushing touchdown in the same game. He is also the first player with a touchdown pass and a touchdown running 75-plus yards. So big shout-out to Lamar for that. LJ going to do his thing, and I'm sure everybody's more than aware of that. But, yeah. Huh. Breaks my heart to say, man, they gave it up. The Ravens ended up giving up 28 fourth quarter points. This was a shootout. It was a great game. They ended up losing to the Dolphins, 42 to 38. Now, I can't overlook the other quarterback because Lamar did some historic things. But Tua, Tua Tagovailoa, the guy that the Dolphins didn't really want, and I've I've said before, I think this was going to be his breakout year, and it was. That man threw for six touchdowns today. 469 yards, six touchdowns. Tyreek Hill being there is a game changer. Like I said, that man had 11 catches for 190 yards and two touchdowns. Tua pulled up like Roman Reigns. He pulled up. You got to acknowledge me. He's the head of the table. He really pulled up like Roman Reigns, putting all kind of Superman punches all kind of spears on the Ravens, and that's just what it is, man. You're going to have to deal with it, get past it. But the Dolphins are not a floor mat anymore. The Dolphins are to be taken seriously. Shout out to them for the big win. Ravens, we're going to have to regroup, but it's good. You know, we're in a good place. We just, you know, gave it away today. The next game I'm going to cover is also near and dear to my heart. The Cleveland Browns versus the New York Jets. This game was played in Cleveland. Now, keep in mind, Cleveland is playing with um, basically a career backup quarterback, Jacoby Bursett. They're going to be playing with him for, I believe, like 11 games because of Deshaun Watson being suspended. But they're playing the Jets. The Jets are one of the most lowly franchises in the NFL. They've been a bad team for a long time. They don't have a ton of talent. And so I I, I figured this would be a glorified walkthrough for the Browns, Uh, Browns. They do have playoff aspirations. They've got playoff-level talent. You know, probably one of the best one-two punches in the backfield. And they've got, you know, really good receivers and a good defense to go along with it. So imagine my surprise when I see the Browns up two touchdowns with two minutes to go. They end up giving the draws up. The Jets came back and won that thing 31-30 to 30, in Cleveland. This doesn't sit well with my place of birth. The fan base in Cleveland is not happy about this. Would this have happened against, you know, a more skilled, better team? You know, I think they could probably probably deal with that a little better. But when you're talking about the Jets, these are some bum-ass niggas. These are some perennial, habitual, bum-ass niggas. Joe Flacco is the quarterback. Remember him? He won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. A long ass time ago. I didn't even realize he was still in the NFL. They did pick up my guy Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, and Garrett Wilson actually caught the game winning touchdown. He showed his ass. Eight catches for 102 yards and two touchdowns. That's a rookie from the Ohio State. Um, in other news, the Browns debuted their new logo, the 50-yard line logo is an elf. No, nah, I'm serious. It's an elf. So the internet. It's going to internet. Put that Jordan face on the elf. That's a very, very bad loss for the Browns. And playing in this division, you know, this is going to come back to bite them. Anyway, Jets with the win, first win of the season. Both teams are now 1-1, and 31-30, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Now on to the next game, personal feelings will not be put aside. There's two teams in the NFL I hate. I hate these teams with a passion. I always will hate them. And I hate them in two different ways. And first, I'll, I'll tell you, being a Ravens fan, I hate the Steelers. And I hate it because of competition. They're our natural rival. You know, they always give us trouble. And I hated Ben Roethlisberger when he was there. Although I do like the coach. Omar Epps does a great job with that team. And they were playing the team I probably hate just a little more than them, the New England Patriots which is uh, they just got MAGA written all over them to me forever. They always have these niggas be having white running backs out the blue. I just don't get it, but they played each other and it was a shitty game, shitty game. It was two teams that don't know what they're doing. They both got weak quarterbacks. Defenses are pretty good, but you know, uh, Pittsburgh lost their best player last week. So uh, TJ Watt wasn't there. The Patriots ended up coming out on top. 17-14. 17-14. to 14, This game was played in Pittsburgh. This was one of them games I wish both teams could lose. But since one team had to lose, um, I'm okay with it being the Steelers because they're in our division. So now both of those teams are 1-1. One one. Pittsburgh's probably the weakest 1-1 one one I've seen because their game against Cincinnati last week was trash. Shout-out to the Patriots making America great again. Next game on the schedule that we're going to cover is... The Saints playing at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game was on television, so I watched most of this game. And I got to tell you, um, through three quarters, it was boring as fuck, score-wise. Three to three at the end of the third quarter going into the fourth. But I've never seen a game that was three to three with so much going on. But you could tell these are rival teams. Tom Brady being with Tampa Bay He has not beat the Saints since he's been there. So I'm watching the game, and it's chippy the whole time. They're woofing back and forth, talking shit. And it comes to a point where Tom did something. He's getting off the field, and one of the players from the Saints basically told him, get your ass off the field. He told Tom Brady, get your ass off the field. When he said that, Tom Brady looked this man, and it it was Lattimore. He's Ohio State Buckeye. You know, the Saints love drafting Buckeyes. Lattimore waves him off the field. Tom looks right in Lattimore's face and calls him a bitch. He called this man a bitch. Lattimore's body language turns to Tom, and Tom says, shut the fuck up, bitch. Now, if you don't believe me, you can read his lips. After what happened, they slowed down, slow motion played, and you could read his lips, what he said. He called Marshawn Lattimore a bitch to his face twice. As they was getting ready to get into it, Here comes Lenny Lombardi, Leonard Fournette, the rough and tough running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He goes and chips Marshawn Lattimore. Get out of Tom's face, bro. You don't touch the goat. You feel me? Before they can get into it too much, Mike Evans, this nigga came flying from the sideline. He hit Marshawn Lattimore like that nigga owed him money. He put Marshawn Lattimore on his motherfucking ass and a scuffle ensued. This is during a three-to-three game. And it was exciting. It was, you know, it was a good moment. It sparked the game up. Uh, Mike Evans and Lattimore got kicked out of the game. Game started back. And Tampa Bay went on to score the next 17 points. That just shows you. Tom Brady sat back like the godfather. He didn't do no scuffling, just a little talking. And once that happened, you know, it was up from there. And, you know, the Saints got a junk time uh, touchdown and make it 20 to 10, but Tampa Bay got their first win since time, been in town against the Saints in New Orleans, 20 to 10. Really exciting game to be so low scoring. Now, in the beginning, I said that it didn't look like it was going to be a good week of football because there was some games on the schedule that just looked weak. And what I was meaning when I said that was games like the Lions against the Washington team, who are the Redskins slash commander slash football team. Whatever. The D.C. team went into Detroit to take on the Lions. Now, the Lions are another team that I've said I see them having a better season. than A lot of people think they got some decent firepower on offense. They they've got a decent team. Well, I fully expected this game to be a 13 to 10. Nothing. And I was wrong as hell because. This game had a lot of scoring. It had a lot of excitement. The final score was 36-27. to 27. The Detroit Lions got a win. And, you know, going into every football season, that's one of the teams you look at that be like, I hope they don't go 0-16 because they've done it before. Not going to do it this year, though. Detroit is 1-1, and the Washington Commanders are also 1-1. Um, They still need a better name. I, I don't feel comfortable calling them the Commanders, but... Shout out to the Lions, shout out to the D, 3-1-3, got a win. Lions over Commanders, 37, 36-27. All right, moving into the later games, we had Atlanta Falcons going into L.A. to face off against the defending Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams. Atlanta's going to be better this year. Atlanta's got Marcus Mariota, like I said, he's he's a good player. He's kind of underrated to me. But they went in there and... The Rams pretty much had their way with the Falcons until the fourth quarter. Falcons scored 17 points in the fourth quarter, and they actually had a chance to go ahead and take the lead or, or go on and win. Uh, the Rams did some shit, ran a little purpose, safety on purpose, and, you know, they escaped with the win, 31-27. Rams are now 1-1. Falcons are 0-2, but they have two hard-fought losses in the beginning of the, of the season. So I don't feel like they're a throwaway just yet. I ain't looking for great things from the Falcons either, but I think they're going to be a tough team for anyone playing against this year. I don't see them getting blown out too often. All right, moving on to the next game. We got pew pew Niner game. The niggas had that big letdown week one against the bears. Trey Lance came out. They played in the, in the downpour in Chicago and they lost. It was the most shocking loss of week one for me personally. They were hosting the Seattle Seahawks in Santa Clara, which is not San Francisco. But don't hold that against me. That's just geography. This game was really lackluster. Unfortunately, um, I was talking a lot last week about Trey Lance, and Trey Lance actually got hurt in this game. He got carted off with an ankle injury. So Jimmy G came in. Big Jimmy Garoppolo this, and then got a couple Subway commercials. Now he's rocking the Italian sub You'll see him on your local television slinging the Italian sub. Being that Jimmy G is of Italian descent, I ain't mad at it. Jimmy G came into the game, played hero, and got the 49ers a 27-7 win over Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. So I'm not sure how much that's actually worth, but a win's a win. You know, you can't knock a hustle. Niner gang's up. And for one week, one week only, bang, bang, Niner gang. Okay, a couple games that I skipped over from early, and for good reason. Let me make sure I cover them because they played. So I ain't going to say they deserve to be covered, but they played. Another reason why I saw this as being a weak week of football was I saw that the Panthers were going to New York to play against the Giants, and that excites absolutely nobody. So the Giants got a surprising week one victory against the Titans. They got the Panthers coming into town. Um, I didn't expect too much out of this game. And I pretty much got what I expected, not too much. The Giants won, that thing 19-16. Um, The one surprising takeaway from this game is that the Giants are actually 2-0. The New York Giants are 2-0. Panthers fall to 0-2. It's going to be a long year for them with Baker Mayfield at the helm. I don't think he's going to make it through the whole season, but we'll see. Giants 2-0 on top of the NFC East. Who would have thought? Okay, another battle of bum ass teams. We had the bum ass Colts going into Jacksonville to play against the bum ass Jaguars. With a quick look, I think the Colts have a lot of talent on their team, but I saw right before the game that Michael Pittman Jr. was out, who's their deep threat. He's their big wide receiver. And I figured that could play a part in it, but they're playing a the Jaguars, so it shouldn't matter, right? Um Matt Ryan is the quarterback of the Colts. He's so washed up. You know, you might as well put him on a spin cycle. He, I feel like he needs to hang it up, get up out the NFL. You know, he's got good teeth. He's a tall guy. Go sell insurance or something. But starting quarterback in the NFL is not for him anymore. Don't believe me? Here's proof. The Jacksonville Jaguars, led by Sunshine of Remember the Titans, shut out the Colts 24-0. to Look, the Colts went deep in the playoffs last year. Jonathan Taylor's one of the top running backs in the NFL. They got shut out against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Matt Ryan's the problem. They need to get him out of there. Disgusting. The Colts fall to 0-1-1, one and, one, and the Jaguars improve to 1-1. and A lot of mediocre shit going on right here. But shout out to the Jags. They got them a win. I don't think they'll get too many more, but they got one. All right, another underwhelming game on the schedule was the Houston Texans going into Denver to play against Russell Wilson, Mr. Sierra, leading the Broncos. This game was probably one of the more boring games of the day. It was a field goal fest. They kicked five field goals. I'm sorry, six field goals in this game. There was only one touchdown scored. That didn't come until the fourth quarter. Somebody had to win just because that's the rules of sports. So by default, the Denver Broncos got the win. They're going to go to one and one. Texans are going to drop to 0-1. One and one. No wins, one loss, one tie for the Texans. Broncos got the sloppy win, 16-9. to nine. Not too many people care, including me. All right, and then another late game, we had the Dallas Cowboys minus Dak Prescott, who got hurt again. That nigga be hurt more than Mary J. Blige. He's hurt as much as Anthony Davis. He's just in constant pain, it seems like. Dak Prescott can't make it to the middle of any season. This guy is hurt at all times. So we had Cooper Rush starting quarterback for the Cowboys. And of course, you got the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals who lost week one looking to come back. You know, there's not a good record of teams losing the Super Bowl having success the next year. Um, I figured that Cincinnati would be able to handle Dallas with Cooper Rush playing quarterback. And I was dead wrong because the Cowboys ended up pulling that thing out 20-17. to 17. Now, the Cowboys scored 14 points in the first quarter, and they only managed two field goals the rest of the game. So that goes to show you they're not a good team. I'm not sure what's going on in Cincinnati. I don't know if they're having a hangover from losing the Super Bowl. I don't know if Joe Burrow's not getting to his shit. He only had 195 yards passing in one touchdown. They did come down late, and... Tied the game up, but Dallas got, you know, the end of the game, field goal for the win. So the Cowboys are now 1-1. Bengals fall to 0-2. Every team in the AFC North lost this week. The Ravens and the Browns blew big leads. Pittsburgh lost against a New England team that's not good at all. And you got the Bengals going on the road, losing to a seven-string quarterback in Dallas. Not sure what's going on with the AFC North. Brighter days are ahead. You know, you can see that You know, the Ravens are are a really good team. They lost against a really good team. The Browns have promised. The Steelers are washed up, and I'm not sure what's going on with the Bengals, but rough week for that division. All right, on a quick double back, because there is a Thursday night game, and I didn't get to cover it, obviously. You know, I didn't um, do a show on Thursday, but sliding back to Thursday, we had an AFC West power struggle at the top. The Kansas City Chiefs played against the Los Angeles Chargers. That shit still sounds weird to say. They both came into the game 1-0. The Chiefs looked like one of the better teams in the NFL after week one. A lot of people wrote them off. They came out and kicked a whole lot of ass week one. They had a home game against the Chargers. Justin Herbert took his team in there. And I've spoke about Justin Herbert a couple of times, not taking away from his talent, but I don't like the way him and Josh Allen are covered by the media in comparison to guys like Lamar Jackson when it comes to mobility when it comes to running. You know, they kind of get a pass for, you know, the way they do it versus the way that Lamar and some of the black quarterbacks do it. Kyler Murray and some of the other dudes. Well, this was a really good game, and what came into play was not a running play, but Justin Herbert got his shit cracked. He got hit real hard a lot of times during this game, and at some point he had an injury to his rib. Um, He kept on... Picking himself up off of the turf and playing on, and I will give him his props for that. He, you know, he toughed it out. There was one play where it was like third and one, and he could easily ran. He had seven yards full of space. He could have ran for the first down easily, and instead he just threw the ball into the ground. He's wincing. He's his arm was dragging. You could tell he was in a lot of pain. And this was at a decisive moment of the game where it really was on the line. So I, you know, I figured that's it for him. I was wrong. The next snap. This man threw a dart down the middle of the field. They got a touchdown, made it a close game. But at the end of the day, Petty Mahomes and company prevailed. They came away with a 27-24 win. Chiefs go up to 2-0. Chargers fall to 1-1, and that's a division game, so that's going to matter later on in the season. All right, uh, tonight we have another underwhelming game coming up. We got the Green Bay Packers hosting the Chicago Bears. One team is one and zero, the other is zero and one, and it's backwards of what you probably would have thought. The Bears come into the game with the winning record, and the Packers got manhandled week one against Minnesota, so they're going to be looking to get their first win. I'm not looking for too much from this game. It's probably going to be ugly and slow, and Aaron Rodgers is hating on his receivers, and the Bears are the Bears. But you know, it's coming up um, Sunday night football. I, you know, I'm not going to cover it. It's not a lot of room to cover it. It's, it's a boring division. It's going to be a boring game. But it's on the schedule, so I spoke on it. Also this week, we're going to have two Monday night games, which is unusual but pretty cool. You're going to have the Buffalo Bills hosting the Tennessee Titans. Titans lost their first game. Bills looked real good winning their first game with Josh Allen leading that team. And then the second game is going to be a battle of two undefeated teams as Minnesota Vikings are going to go into Philly, play against the Eagles, who looked great week one against Detroit. The Vikings, you know, they whooped out Green Bay week one. So that should be a pretty exciting game. Probably the better of the two games that's on Monday night. So we'll look forward to that. As I'm doing this show right now, because I'm trying to get it done close to real time as I can, the Raiders are playing at home against the Arizona Cardinals. The Raiders had this game in hand. Kyler Murray drove down at the end of the game, got a late touchdown. Got the two-point conversion, tied it up. The game's now in overtime. Chargers are driving down the field. And bow. Had a deep catch. Um Brown for the Cardinals. Raiders knocked it out of him. So this game's still going on. It's 23 to 23 in overtime. Um, not really as exciting as you would think because the game wasn't close most of the game, but the the Cardinals did come back and do what they needed to do. I guess that was actually on fourth down because the Raiders have the ball now. They're at about 37-yard line, and they're only going to need a field goal to win the game. So let's see if the Raiders can close us out. Both of these teams is 0-1. They both need a win. You know, the Raiders, you can't lose in the same day that that the WNBA team wins the championship. you got to beat the motherfucking Cardinals at home, bro. A word from the world of Ratchet. I ain't really sure what's going on. The internet is going net. And I did see some shit earlier where August Alsina, habitual white fucker of Will Smith. You know, he was the, he was the public subject of the Jada Pinkett shit before. Looks like he got punched out by Tory Lanez, alleged foot shooter of female rappers in America. You know, these are all alleged situations. Not really sure what's behind this, but August Alcina did post a, a picture of himself looking like a taxidermied. He looked like he was embalmed, but he had blood on his face. It looked actually photoshopped. I don't know if this is a skid or a spoof or something, but he said that Tory Lanez got off on him and maybe his security could have roughed him up a little bit after the fact. Um, Just another... Incident of niggas nigging and embarrassing themselves and us as well. Shout out to them for providing entertainment for the white folks once more. Time, I'm sitting around here watching this end of this Raiders and Cardinals game. We get to the end of the game, and the Raiders get the ball back there driving down the field. Player fumbles, Raiders jump back on it. Next play. Pass to the same player, Hunter Renfro, who is a dependable target for the Raiders. He catches the ball. He's fighting for extra yards. And the Cardinals popped that motherfucker out of his hands. Picked it up. Ran it back for a touchdown. Final score is 29-23. to 23. Cardinals go to 1-1. One one. Raiders go to a pathetic 0-2. Embarrassing the city of Las Vegas. None of the Raiders need to be at the Aces parade. We ain't trying to fuck with them. Raiders just doing Raiders shit. That's it, week two in the NFL's covered, slightly covered, a little ratchetness in the hip-hop industry, but thanks for listening, and I appreciate you hollering at me, but don't ask for shit.